Wow, so good to worship with our friends in St. Louis. So good to be worshiping with you wherever you are. Just want to say it again, I'm really honored that you'd spend some time with us this morning, King's Church Online. We're, we're a family that is growing here in the Kansas City area. and We just love what God is doing, not only in this church, but through this church, which we'll share a little bit more about later. But I just want to say, I know that unless you've literally been living under a rock, you know not only about COVID-19, but COVID-19 is affecting our world and probably your world in a significant way. And if you're anything like me, you wake up most mornings wondering what's going to happen next. You know, you're, you're wondering, okay, am I going to get COVID-19? What's going to happen to me if I do? You're wondering if you're still going to have a job tomorrow. You're wondering what's going to happen with your family. You're kind of just watching the news, figuring out, you know, what do I even do today to respond to this global pandemic? And I just want you to know, if you're in a place where maybe you're afraid, you're nervous, you're unsure. The last two weeks, we've, we've talked about things like that. Uh, two weeks ago, we talked about how God's peace does not exist in the absence of a storm, but actually in the presence of God. And then last week, we looked at how God is our provider. And if we put him first, he'll, he'll take care of us in every way. And we, we talked about how God is the one that actually we can run to in the place of fear. And he will meet us in that place and give us a, a peace that goes beyond even our circumstance. And if you're in that place, we'd love for you to turn it, tune into those sermons. But today I want to ask a different kind of question, a question that I've been wrestling with personally, and that is what if hidden in this tragedy, what if hidden in this tragedy that we're calling COVID-19, what if hidden in this tragedy were a greater opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to be the love of God and express the love of God to the world around us? What if this was an opportunity not to hoard toilet paper and hand sanitizer and just take care of ourselves. But what if this was an opportunity to give generously and serve sacrificially and put others' needs above our own? In the book of Matthew, which is a book of the Bible, and it's Matthew's account of the life and ministry of Jesus, Matthew, who was a follower of Jesus, he recorded Jesus saying this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And this is something Jesus is saying to any of those who would follow him. In this life, he, he says to us, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. That doesn't sound good. He goes on, he says, But you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. I just want to pray for us before we jump in. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for the message of Jesus that, that speaks into our life and helps us to bring your light and your life and your love to the world around us. I pray you'd help us to hear your words and follow Jesus today. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, if you know my wife, you know that she is an amazing cook. And I recorded this earlier this week. So I'm sitting on the couch getting some brownie points right now, but I'm also getting in trouble. She's nudging me saying, I'm not a good cook. Don't say that. Because if you know any artists, you know that you know, what their work is never good enough for them. But I tell you what, when I sit at the table every night, I know I'm about to eat something good. And my wife, she's an amazing cook. Part of that is because she knows how to use spices. She knows how to, to use these different ingredients to make this amazing meal. One of the things she knows how to use is salt because salt, it draws out the flavor of what you're eating. And 
Uh, salt is also a preservative. So if you go to Virginia in the summertime, West Virginia in the summertime, I've, I've done this, and you go in a deli, there's hams hanging all around the deli. Well, why are there hams hanging around the deli at room temperature? How's that possible? It's possible because they've cured the, the hams with salt. And, and let me tell you right now, if you take those Hawaiian rolls, cut them in half, put some mayo on them, put them in the oven, bake them, put that Virginia ham on there, I'm t- that's good eating. And I don't know why I'm so caught up in food this morning. I think it's the quarantine getting to me. But I'm telling you, salt, it, it brings out the flavor of what you're eating, but it also, it's a preservative. And when Jesus looks at his followers, he says, listen, that's who you are. That's what your neighbors and your coworkers and your family will experience when they experience you if you walk in a relationship with Jesus. And Jesus says, listen, if you follow me, I'm going to make you into something that you're not. You're going to have a joy and a peace and a hope that is so contagious that the people around you will want what you have. They'll want what you have. And the hope of Jesus, it's a hope that goes beyond this life. We're going to talk about this more next week for our Easter service. But I just love the way Peter says it in 1 Peter 1, chapter 3. He says, according to God's great mercy, he, Jesus, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What he's saying is if you turn away from your sins and turn to faith in Jesus and you ask him to forgive you of your sins and give you a new life with him, that God will show you mercy. I love that passage. And he goes on, he says that not only will he forgive your sins, but he'll give you a hope like you've never known before. And the word for hope is the Greek word elpis. It means to look forward in confident expectation. Listen, I'm looking forward to the day that COVID-19 is over. I'm looking forward to the day where I know my kids and my family have made it through this. I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where I don't have to worry about friends and family members and myself potentially losing work, maybe even losing our lives. But the Bible says the hope of Jesus is even greater than that hope because the hope of Jesus is a hope that goes beyond this life. The hope of Jesus, it's based in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which will never be reversed and which has power over anything in this life. He goes on, Peter says, it's because it's imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. This hope is kept in heaven for you. And if you want to hear more about the hope of Jesus, we're going to jump into that next week. So we would love for you to join with us. But those who follow Jesus, they don't just have hope, they have joy. And I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness, it comes and goes. It's kind of fleeting. I'll tell you a story. The other day I got home from the store and my daughter, she loves to open the front door for me. So I knocked on the front door and she came running. And I don't know what it is about kids and doors, but she loves to open the door. She opened the door and she wrapped her arms around my legs. And she said, Daddy, I love you. If you know my daughter, she's a three-year-old little bundle of cuteness. And so this just made my day. I just love that my daughter did. I was so happy. A couple hours later, we're watching TV. I said, okay, show's over because we only let her have one show a day. In quarantine, it's more like 12 shows a day, but uh, normally it's one show a day. So I said, hey girl, show's over. We're done with TV for the day. And she said, no. And I said, no, you don't talk to daddy like that. Show's over. We're going to move on with our day. She said, no, daddy, I'm mad. She stomped her foot at me. And I said, no, girl, you're in timeout. And I wasn't happy in that moment. My happiness came and it went because of how she was treating me. But let me tell you, joy is different from happiness. It's not based upon circumstance. Joy 
it's actually, apart from our circumstance, it's found in the presence of God. You can have joy in any season that you're in. You can have joy when you lose your job. You can have joy even though you're facing a global pandemic. You can have joy in the presence of a storm because you're in the presence of God. Psalm 1611 says that in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there's pleasure forevermore. I want to be clear, this is not a superficial joy. This is not something we muster up in our own strength. This is not a fake Christian smile. Some of you are struggling with depression. This shouldn't condemn you. Actually, this should encourage you because what I'm talking about is an authentic, abiding joy that you can only find, not in your circumstance, not in your personality, but in the presence of God. And He wants to give that to you. God wants to give you His joy, and He will if you trust in Jesus. And I'm not talking trust in Jesus as a ticket to heaven. I'm, I'm talking trust in Jesus as the person that you put all your hope into. And I used to play poker and every once in a while you'd go all in, which was a big risk because it could cost you everything, but it was, it was also one of the greatest opportunities you had to get ahead in the game. And I'm here to say the only way that you can know the hope and the peace and the joy and the life and the love of Jesus in an abiding way in your life is if you go all in with Him. And so I want to invite you this morning to put all your chips on the table and say, Jesus, I'm yours. I, I want to give everything that I have to you and I want to receive everything that you have for me. And if you're ready to do that this morning at the end, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me where you can simply ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life and to forgive you of your sins and to put your hope in Him. I hope that you'll pray that with me. And if you do, He'll make you what you're not. He'll make you the salt of the earth. And check this out. Jesus says your impact, your impact is not guaranteed. He puts a clause in the statement. He says, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Friends, let me say this to you. Your life has incredible potential. But as with any potential, it can be fulfilled or it can be Wasted. I went to high school with some incredible athletes, and some of them were good enough to go D1. I think some of them could have went pro, but the problem is they wasted their potential, whether it was drugs or gangs or just bad grades. They wasted a gift that had been given to them. They wasted their potential. Jesus is saying, you have a potential, and I don't want you to waste it. But if you waste your life or pollute your life with worthless pursuits, if you just waste your life by kind of coasting through, maybe you waste your life by not living for God and with God. Jesus says you, you've wasted your potential to be the salt of the earth. But He says, if you'll walk with Me and leverage your life for My name's sake and for the good of other people, if you'll do that, then I'll make you into something you never could have been on your own. Jesus continued and He said, you are the light of the world. Let me tell you, friends, there's a great opportunity in this time to be light in a dark world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Friends, let me say that so many people are hurting right now. What a shame it would be if Christians just hunkered down in our houses and hoarded all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer and hid for the next 30 days when Jesus is calling us to be the light of the world. What a shame it would be if we just took care of ourselves and tried to guard ourselves from the world, but we didn't give ourselves in love to a world that is hurting and in desperate need of hope and in desperate need of someone who will look out for those who maybe can't look out 
for themselves. Look, Jesus says you don't build a city on a hill and then try to hide it. You don't light a lamp and then put it under a basket. It doesn't make any sense. What he's saying is that the influence that God has given you in your life, the, the coworkers, the neighbors, the family members, the, the people that God has positioned you around, he's done that for a reason. And God's not the kind of person who builds your life on a hill or lights a light in your heart so that you can hide it. But he did that so that you can share it. He did that so that he can put you on display for the world. And so I want to encourage you, don't waste this opportunity, but share your faith. Share what God has done in your life. Post something on social media. Call a friend. Encourage someone. Call someone up and say, can I pray for you? Find an opportunity to serve those who can't serve themselves during this time. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. I can't think of a better time in your life or mine to share the good news of what God has done in our lives with someone else. And maybe you're watching him for the first time, just trying to figure out who Jesus is and what you believe about God. I want you to know this is a community of people who would love to help you get started in your faith journey. We would love the opportunity to walk alongside you and encourage you and pray for you in your faith journey. Jesus finishes, he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. There, there are two Greek words for good. One is good, like he's a good man. The other is good, and it means beautiful. The word here, used here is beautiful. Jesus said that they may see your beautiful works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. What would be more beautiful in a time like this than for a community of people to give themselves in love to the community around us? What would be more beautiful in a time like this than for people to take genuine concern in others and not just in ourselves? This is why we as a church, we're partnering with the Kansas City Public School System to care for families in need during this time. It's why a couple weeks ago we gave $1,000 to the school system to help feed kids and families who, who kind of rely upon the school for their daily food. It's, it's why there's more opportunities to come. But I want to encourage you to go beyond that. I want to encourage you to go beyond the 21-day prayer vigil we've been doing. We're 12 hours a day for 21 days. We're praying for our city and we're praying for our world and we're praying for those of you who have asked us to pray for you. And we'd love to pray for you if you haven't gotten your name in there yet. You can just follow that link below. We'll pray for you today. We'll pray for you the rest of this 21 days. But I want to encourage you to go one step further. I want to encourage you, if you call King's Church home, I want to encourage you to find a way every day to do something for someone. To, to find a way every day to serve someone in need. And I want to give you just a few ideas. Maybe you call someone and ask them how they're doing. That phone call might mean more than you ever know. Maybe you serve someone in need. It doesn't have to be big. It could be small. Maybe it's as small as giving them a roll of toilet paper. That stuff's got like gold right now. Uh, maybe it's that you check in on a coworker, an elderly neighbor. Maybe it's you encourage someone who's hurting. You probably know someone who's having a hard time. You probably know someone that's elderly or immune compromised. You probably know someone that's facing losing their job or already has lost their job. What if you called them and encouraged them? Maybe you could post something about your faith, share this video, or better yet, make a video of you sitting in front of your phone sharing about how Jesus is the hope of your life and posting it on social media. Maybe you invite someone to online church next Sunday for our Easter service. Maybe you just pray for someone consistently every day this week that you know maybe they're struggling or pray for a neighbor that maybe you haven't met yet. You just 
Be faithful to God and pray for them that God might do something in their life during this time. Listen, if, you're the, if you belong to Jesus, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. I want to encourage you not to waste this opportunity, but to leverage it. Also, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you want to know today that your sins are forgiven and you want to begin a life with God, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Wherever you are, right there in your living room, if, if you would just close your eyes and pray this prayer, I believe God was going to do an amazing thing in your life. And I just want to preface it by saying there's not power in these words or this little script of a prayer that I wrote, but this is just me helping you start a relationship with God. This is just me helping you go to God and, and ask Him to forgive your sins, ask Him to give you a new life in Jesus. And so if you want to pray this prayer, you can just close your eyes and pray with me wherever you are. Jesus, say it with me, Jesus, I surrender. I acknowledge that you lived and you died and you rose again and that you are the only hope for my life and our world. Please forgive me of all my sins and give me a new life with you. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me strength to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, I want you to know this is one of the greatest days of your life. And this community of people called King's Church, we would love to encourage you and walk with you and help you get started in this faith journey. So you can just send an email to that email address in the chat below and someone will call you this week to get in touch. I'm going to pray for all of us before we go. But before I do, I want to invite you next week right here online, wherever you are, to join us for our Easter service and invite someone else to, to come as well. I believe that that invitation may be one of the most significant things you could do in their life. I mean, you never know what God will do with that invitation. My life got radically changed over 10 years ago because someone simply invited me and my sister prayed for me. And I want to encourage you, pray for someone and invite them this week and see what God does with that. Let me pray for you before you go. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. And I pray that they know your love and experience your peace, and that this would be a time not of us hoarding and hiding, but this would be a time of us giving and serving and loving because you said that we are the salt of the earth and that we are the light of the world and that our beautiful works would be a means by which the world would look on and give glory to you. And so, God, we pray, would you help us to do that in Jesus' name? And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hey, love you all so much. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you right here next week, 10 a.m. See you soon.